T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss, the best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Happy Friday out there. About a 70-degree Friday in the middle of December. Someone make it make sense for me. I said last week was a uh, beautiful Friday. It's definitely a beautiful Friday this week. Can you agree with that, Connor? Beautiful day. Yes! December 15, 2023. Welcome into the Gabe Coon Show. I am your host, Gabe Coon, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman on X at G underscore Coon 71. I'm alongside, you've already heard him, the executive producer of the Gabe Coon Show. That would be Connor Dunning on X at C Dunning 99. Connor, you having a good day? Having a great day. Do you like hearing Ja? In Loved front of the it. press today? But it was very good. Yes. Very encouraging. We'll talk about winning the presser and ultimately what that means, but um, there's definitely some things I took away from John Morant's presser. Uh, also today, Troy P. Owens, who is the uh, lawyer in the Mikey Williams case, joined Jason and John. They've had a nice little uh, star-studded week worth of guests. We had Penny Hardaway and then Troy P. Owens. But Troy P. Owens says that there is a chance – that Mikey Williams does suit up as a Tiger at some point, if not this year, next year, whatever it is. But he says there's a committee that is working tirelessly to vet him and see what happens. So we'll talk about that as well. And uh, I think I, I put this out yesterday on the artist formerly known as Twitter. Looks like Steve Kerr's finally seen the replays. He's finally seen the replays. He spoke up on Draymond Green's suspension. And uh, I definitely want to sort of play that sound and, and react to it. At some point during this uh, this first segment. But we're going to take a trip around the NFL in the first hour because uh, in the second hour and a half, we're going to have a lot to get to. We have two and a half hours because we're going to pass you off to Grizzlies versus Rockets um, with the uh, Grizzlies radio network. Uh, as far as guests, 5 o'clock, Jeff Calkins, Daily Memphian and Jeff Calkins show. We'll talk about the question that he ultimately asked Ja, where Ja, it was honestly the most opening eye-opening question of the day, and I'll explain why. We'll talk to Jeff about that presser this morning and what it means going forward. Lee Sterling will join at 5.30 from Paramount Sports to get you some picks for the uh, bowl weekend. Um, And then also a little bit of NFL as well. Uh, We haven't had him on um, since two weeks ago, so we'll get you some picks there. And then we're going to be an extension of the Memphis Grizzlies radio network as Eric Hasseltine, the play-by-play voice for the Grizzlies, Radio Network will join at 6 o'clock to talk about everything Grizzlies before we actually pass you off to uh, Jessica Benson for pregame. And then Eric will have the play-by-play at 7 o'clock. Of course, in between there, we'll have small talk. And small talk, I I know that uh, Jeffrey Wright just got done talking about it at the end of Giannato and Jeffrey. But the Entertainment Tonight article about Travis Kelsey and practicing and missing uh, Taylor Swift's birthday bash, hilarious. Quite funny, so we'll talk about that then. Now, John Morant spoke to the press today for the first time this year. And quite frankly, I will term it as a winning of the press conference. He talked about actions, not words. He talked about what he has learned throughout this process, who he has held close, his teammates, people within the organization, the people in his corner, um, sort of bringing him along. Um, He also talked about being on the floor, being therapeutic, 
um, even if it's practice. And, and he also talked about fans. He can't wait to be in front of you. As much as you want to see John Morant, he wants to see you as well. So I, I thought he won the press conference. Now, winning press conferences, we talk about it all the time, with uh, coaching openings and coaching vacancies being filled, it's one thing to win the press conference. It's one. Th- it's another entirely to go forward and and do the job that is ahead of you and stay in the right mindset and do the right things going forward. And it goes back to him saying it's actions, not words, that will show that to all of us. But I want to start with the most eye-opening sort of question that was asked, and I think I, as a former athlete, I, I relate to it in a, in a big way, but this was asked by Jeff Calkins, who we'll talk to at 5. Jeff asked, do you feel any responsibility for the way this season has gone? This is how Joe responded. Is it, has it been, as the losses have piled up, has, it been, has that part of it been painful, and is there a part that makes you feel like you're somehow responsible, or at least in part responsible for that? Yes, it's definitely, um, you know, some guilt in that. Obviously, I'm not on the floor, um, and obviously nobody likes losing. So, you know, our job is to, you know, go out there and get a win. Um, I take full responsibility of that. Um, Obviously, even though I'm not on the floor, you know, um, decisions I made didn't allow me to be out there, you know, to go to uh, battle with my team. Um, This is the part of it that, Connor, you brought up, you've been bringing up throughout the process. This is the part of it where I think it probably hurts Ja the most. These are guys that have been in his corner that are supporting him through this process, and he sees them out there night to night. He's watching the games, and he sees them struggling. Now, it brings me back to my college days and really my high school days as well. There's a long-held sort of coach's secret when it comes to punishing players, and I'll get to it. There's moments... Behind closed doors, when I was at the University of Memphis, where other guys would have their mess-ups off the field, or even on the field, where, where they're not doing what they're supposed to. They're not doing what they've been asked to do. And an old trick of the trade is to punish the rest of the team while that guy watches. Put him on the sideline. We're going to run gassers with the rest of the team. He has to watch you guys struggle. That happens all the time behind closed doors um, at various programs around the country. But the idea of it is he sees you struggle. It's going to be a rallying cry to him to get right and do the right things next time around. And I think that this is what we're going to see with John Moran. Ja has had to watch this team flail around, be uncomfortable with all these injuries. And he knows for a fact if he was on the floor for these first 25 games, they would not be 6-17. and 17. They would not be struggling this way. So I think more than anything, yes, he's had to deal with his demons, his mental health off the floor, everything else behind the scenes. But I feel as if the rallying cry of watching the people in his corner struggle while he's off the floor because of his self-inflicted wounds, I feel like that's going to be a rallying cry in itself. And I think that will help John Morant um, get back on the floor and, and get back going quicker. Yeah, that's why I was I was very pleased to hear him say that. It was a fantastic question by Jeff, and to be honest, I think it was something we were all hoping he was feeling. You know, I, I don't want to I don't want him to feel guilt. I'm not I'm not saying that, but I'm saying But it's natural. It's, it's a human response, right? Well, it's it's that's what a leader. It was a leader. It was a leadership type of answer. You know, he's taking responsibility for what he did. He's not pretending like the team is in the position that they are. Not because of him, which I like. Yes, they have a ton of injuries, but the number one factor for the Grizzlies having in the record that they have is because John Morant got a 25-game suspension. And it is nice to hear him say that he has fully acknowledged that, he understands that, and that does sound like it is going to be a motivating factor for him. I think, you know, you talked about being a former athlete. That is the correct mindset to have because, you know, being having people talk about him in the national media, on social media, and all this stuff, in the NBA having meetings with him and him getting help, all of those things are probably you know factors for him, quote unquote, moving differently. But the people that are around him directly that he is affecting, his friends and his family, those are going to have the greatest impact on him. And it is seen that he is he is you know from this experience he has learned. Oh my actions off of the basketball court are not just about John are not just about John Morant they are about the whole franchise he has got to understand you know and I think he does after this experience that everything he does it is tethered to every single player that's on the Grizzlies the coaching staff the front office the organization as a family his extended family uh, the fan base the, the city 
It, it yeah. all is hand in hand. You're, that, you're the fr- you're the front face for a city and a franchise, right? Um, that struggled with some of the things that um, you struggled with through this process. That struggles with some of the things that you struggled with during this process. So um, I, I think that that just it's human nature to want to right your wrongs when you see the people you care about struggling because of decisions you've made. Exactly. That that's what it comes down to. And, and to hear him say that, and and honestly. Pretty candid, pretty open, pretty honest. The tone he used was not like that. Because we've seen a disengaged John Morant. The, the entire interview he had the first time around after the Denver incident with uh, Jalen Rose, you, you sort of felt that little bit of a disengaged John Morant. This, this John Morant at the press conference today was not a disengaged John Morant. I think a lot of time away, a lot of intrusive thoughts have led him to, to a different sort of thought process around how he needs to carry himself. And that's what I talked about yesterday. In the end of the day, I, I, I want John Morant's mental health to be good. I, I want him to make better decisions. You know, if you're deciding to go to a strip club or go to a club and drink and do all these things, um, you want him to make better decisions in those moments, especially on road trips, things that may affect his teammates. But in the end of the day, I think this entire process – is about John Morant finding himself and finding his level of celebrity and understanding what his level of celebrity, if gone wrong, if you do the wrong things, how many people that affects and how badly it can affect him. I just, through this entire process, I think the entire you know conversation needed to be shifted to, can John Morant latch on and understand who he is as a human being after not being a highly recruited guy out of uh, going to Murray State. Um, you know, uh, taking a year there, not being noticed, finally getting to the lottery. Like, the, the fame that hit him so quickly definitely didn't hit him, if that makes sense. Everybody else understood the celebrity that he was. I don't know if he fully understood the celebrity he was. And there was a, definitely a loss of control in certain situations uh, with liquor involved and everything else involved, having a lot of fun. But he can still do those things, but it's about moving better and understanding who you are as a human being. And, and I hope that that is what he latched onto and what he started to understand with this time away. Yeah, and that's why, you know, we we had a discussion yesterday about what we hope to see from the presser. And a, a couple of people had put out there that they had hoped to see a change job, Morant. And, you know, I don't think that you and I wanted to see a change job because... There are changes being, that needed to happen. Well, it's growth. It's right. not change, it's growth. Still be who you are. John Morant being John Morant is what has made him successful. Yes. It's what has given him this competitive edge that he has. He talked about chips on his shoulder, but you know, I didn't want John to change. I just you wanted to see him be humbled a little bit, have some growth, and that's exactly what he did. I thought his answers were really mature. They were insightful. My favorite answer of the day was when, you know, they talked to him about change and stuff like that and he said i honestly feel i can't go away from being ja and that's a good answer to me yes you know i feel like that's the most important thing not trying to lose myself or be somebody that i'm not or act totally different but the change will be my decision making and how i go about my daily life yes as an nba player a father a role model a brother a son and just focusing in on that being the best ja i can be perfect answer perfect answer it's exactly what you wanted to hear because you don't need John Morant to change as a person. You just need him to move a little bit differently, have better decision-making. But there is nothing wrong with somebody in his 20s who has, you know, he is allowed to party. He is allowed to do all of these things as long as he keeps the important things the important things. That's all we're asking from him. And it seems like he understands the assignment. Yes, and uh, obviously the actions, like he said, will right, tell us right, if he fully understands right. the assignment. Acing the presser is one thing. Acing the rest of the year, acing the rest of your career is a completely Listen, different thing. It's like he crushed the job interview. He's getting the job. Now perform. Yes. No question about it. Now, as far as the Grizzlies are concerned when it comes to uh, playoffs, playing and everything with John Morant returning in, in just two games in four days, um, Grizzlies are out of the, uh, the 10 spot by uh, a solid six and a half games, out of the six spot by a whopping eight at this point. And... A lot of people will focus on the playoffs and focus on, okay, can they make a run? Can they be 35 and 22 in the games that Ja plays in so they can push into the play-in and get some more playoff experience? I am of the opinion, put that stuff on the back burner. I, 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 I am not really interested in the playoff or play-in conversation at this particular moment. 
Because I think it's deeper than that with this team and John Morant returning. And, and honestly, Kendrick Perkins does not say a whole lot of insightful things on, on NBA Today all the time. Uh, there's some things that I think he's missed over the years. But what he said today, I thought really rung true, at least in my mind. He said, don't worry about the playoffs. And I'm paraphrasing here. Don't worry about the playoffs. What you need is the soul back on this team. What you need is that swagger back. The wins and losses, to me, yeah, I want to see a whole bunch of wins for this Grizzlies team down the stretch of the season. But the wins and the losses are just not of of the highest importance. This team has to find out who they are with Ja back on the floor. Ja has to figure out who he is again. And it may be a learning process along the way. But if you ace that learning process and get back to who you are at some point during the second half of the season, I think that that's a win for this team, regardless of if they get the play-in, regardless if they find themselves in the playoffs. I just think all of the the extra about where they're they're 6-17, and they've dug themselves this hole. I think every 48 minutes should be treated as those 48 minutes what can we do to better ourselves tonight? Sure. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I'm of the opinion that this team has the potential to win a ton when John Morant's back, with the, especially with the additions of Luke Kennard and Marcus Smart coming back. Right. I do think that this team has a run in them. Are I, they I going to make possible. the play in? Maybe. You know, that's, it's unfortunately the hole that they have dug. You know, a week and a half ago, it looked okay. It was like three and a half games, four games. You felt, okay, if they can, if they can be in this territory when Ja comes back, there's a real shot that they make it in. It hasn't gone great the last, the last week, so, you know, we are where we are. I do think this team has potential to win, but I agree with you. The most important thing is you have to figure out your identity now. You have to figure out the culture here now because it does feel like that is kind of in flux right now. The one thing about Dylan Brooks and some of these guys leaving is they were kind of the leaders of the culture in that locker room. Now, that being said, I believe that John Morant can come back and be a leader for this team. We've already seen Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose kind of move into those positions. That's a good thing. Jaron Jackson Jr., he's making a leap. Desmond Bain, he's making a leap. So a couple good things are going on in the midst of the mess that it has been of the season. Consolidate your roster. Figure yep. out who your NBA guys are. I think it's pretty obvious at this point that this roster has some guys who aren't quote-unquote NBA guys. You've got to figure that out. Consolidate it. Come up with the plan for what you want to do with Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. Do yep. we want to wait to see what they look like next season? Do we want to use their contracts to maybe make a move and see if you can make a run quicker or go get another player that you feel like can have more impact than one of those two guys? Does the Brandon Clark injury scare you? I don't know. You've got to figure out those things. You've got 56 games to do it. Yep. You've got plenty of time to do it. But win all you want. Win okay, all here's, you want. here's the point. Win all you want. Win all you can. But in the end of the day, get back to the entertaining yeah. Grizzlies. Get, get back, back to you. Find the swagger you had, the effort you gave night to night, which we haven't seen night to night through these first 25. No. Right, these first 23. Get back to where you were giving the effort, the intensity on both ends when you were winning 50 games a year the last Let's win some home games. When you hit that too. <laughs> Show the crowd the entertaining Grizzlies that we have come to know and love the last two seasons. Give the fan base the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. There needs to be a light at the end of the tunnel of this season because it has been really tough. It's been one of the harder Grizzlies seasons, I think, since they've been here. There's been a lot going on with the injuries and, you know, John Morant's suspension. It's just been a lot of bad press. It's just, it has been a season in and- flux that is hinging on the quote-unquote lost season. So could you save it? Can you salvage it? I believe they can. And, but a lot but of that will be getting back to who they are on the again, court. Again, I don't think so. But point being, I think a lot of people, when you say, okay, how can they salvage this season? I a lot of people would say play-in, playoffs. I don't think that's the that's the bar. That's not the barometer for... Run through the finish state. For, Run through the finish line. But, but that, that's not the barometer for, for what this team in a successful season from this point forward is. It's getting Ja back in. Yeah. It's keeping Ja on the straight and narrow. It's finding the, the synergy you've had the last two years within that uh, locker room, the amount of fun they used to have, the entertainment value they brought to FedEx Forum night to night, the entertainment value they brought on the road, the amount of people that latched on to John Morant wore John Morant jerseys on the road that bought tickets to go watch John Morant. You need to capture that before the season's over. Yeah, I think the play-in and the playoffs, complete, complete side story at this point. It would be amazing if be they fun. made it. It would be a great story. And they made the play in. It would be a tremendous story. I don't think the success of this season at this point, yes, overall, not making the playoffs or the play in, it's a failure. I understand that. That's not what I'm saying. 
at this point in the season, with the circumstances that they have, with the cars that they have been dealt, if you can run through the finish line, find a culture, establish a culture, get back to who you are, bring back that entertainment value, become a team that's difficult to beat again at home, those are the things you're looking for. And to be quite honest, I do think the front office has a responsibility to to go and make a move that gives the fan base hope for the future. You have got to establish something because we have figured out – we talked about before the season, the first 25 games was going to be a bit of an audition for some people. And unfortunately, that audition has not gone well for a few of them. It's gone well for one. It's really gone well for one. It's been okay for, for another one. But for two of them, it's gone poorly. You know, I sent you a text last night. Kelly Oubre Jr. got hit by yes, a car, and he's he having so a better has. season than some of the Grizzlies' wings. Yes. That's where we're at right now. So you've got to figure that out. Yeah, and, and the reason this season at 6-17 and 17 has just been so difficult Um it's just because you're used to this level of success and you see the reasons you're not having success and you can't control it in that moment. You've seen what this franchise can be and you know that they're way under right. that bar. You know that they're way under that expectation. And it's just frustrating. Uh, I know we always talk about you know controlling what you can control. You can't control the way this season has spiraled out with injuries, with John Moran being off the floor. It's just been a frustrating... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. (laughs) road forward, but I think in two games, once you get John Morant back, everything could turn, and and we could start feeling better about where we're at. The the light will return to the world a little bit when John Morant walks back on that court, but like you said, control what you can control. What you can control at this point is the roster, the schemes, the lineups, things like that. You have got to execute at the highest level now. That's There's also a bit of pressure, because you know that this team, with the talent that they have at the top, there's no chance they tank. I don't, I've never understood the conversation around tanking this year. I just I find it to be silly because of the competitive edge that some of these guys have. They're just not going to allow it to happen. Plus, they do have too much talent, especially when Ja is out there. So try to make a run. Let's see what happens. Yep. There is a bit of pressure with, let's see what happens. How yep. good are y'all? Could yep. you, can Desmond Bain get that all-star spot? you got to win. If you want to get that all-star spot, you got to win. You want you want Jaron Jackson <laughs> Jr. Let's, to let's, get there? He got to win. Let's not let's not fake it either. It's going like, to be like in the end of the day, John Morant coming back is not solving all the ills that no. the Grizzlies have struggled no, no, with. No, you no, still no. don't have Stephen Adams. You still don't have Brandon Clark. You're still waiting for Luke Kennard and Marcus Smart to get healthy. Like Ja can can solve a lot on the offensive end. He's a one man wrecking crew on the offensive end. But when it comes to the screen assists, the rebounding, everything else that goes into night to night basketball, he doesn't solve everything. But he solves 
sort of the massive, he fills the void. The massive void we've been missing the entire He year. doesn't. The star power, the entertainment, the fun. He will solve, I think, a lot of the offensive woes, but he will cover up. He, he won't solve everything, but he'll help cover up some stuff, which yep. I'll take right now. Yep. And, <laughs> I'll take some Band-Aids over stitches. Isn't it wild, though, too? We have, I mean, if it weren't for Ja and his first presser of the year today, we do have Dylan Brooks returning we to do. Memphis we in do. a Rockets uniform. That would be an A story most most of the time in this market. But Ja has eclipsed the sun in regards to that. But we do get to see Dylan Brooks back in uh, FedEx Forum. And it sounds like he's he's he said he got to sleep in his house last night. And he liked being back in the city, seeing some familiar faces, he he some missed familiar the city. things. Yeah. He missed the city. Um, I still, I think I've gotten more on board with the people that say boo him because that's what he'd want. I think I think that's sort of where I'm at at this moment. And he has talked a little bit of trash on the Grizzlies organization. But I, I expect tonight to just be a fun a fun showing, regardless of the antics of Dylan Brooks and everything else. And I wonder, I, I still have not got confirmation. Do we, we don't know if we're going to get a uh, video tribute. I would be shocked if there wasn't one. He deserves one. Yeah. But, I mean, who, who's gotten the—I mean, it's core four video tributes, usually. I, who else has gotten a video tribute? Tyus? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if Ty. Did, did, yeah. I'm not sure if Tyus. I, I love Tyus. I don't know. But if like, he but I get it. But like, in the end of the day, like, who who has gotten video tribute? Somebody can hit me up. I, don't know, Rudy? I, I wonder if Rudy got one. Yeah, I'm sure I, he did. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I, I think Dylan. I think Dylan Brooks. Dylan deserves one uh, of that of that caliber of player, and and you know, just sort of following his career arc. Second round pick worked his ass off and got this team to two straight fifty. Helped get this team to two fifty win seasons and second in the West, won a playoff series. I definitely think there's some love that should be there. And I heard I heard this, and this was an interesting conversation that Jeff and uh, Jeffrey were having this morning about Dylan Brooks, all-time Memphis Grizzly, top 15. I mean, certainly he's top 15, but I do think when we talk about yeah. – it's a short history of Memphis Grizzlies yeah. basketball in the grand scheme of things, but he certainly would crack that top 15. Yeah, he would, he would crack the top 15. It's a shorter history, but it's a good one. You know, yep. there's a lot of very good basketball players that have come through um, the city of Memphis. Uh, no, Dylan, I, I, I think tonight's going to be, I think fun is what you want it to be. You know, tongue-in-cheek with the booze. Yeah. It's, I, I, I hope he gets an ovation when he's first announced, but it would be... It would be kind of a fun wink to him to boo him throughout the game because I do think I, I he think would understand he'd enjoy it. As, it a little. I, do. I think that, but well, again, it's just it's he's clear villain from, the villain. He is a villain. He yes. that's what he is. That's well, why he made four years nine, ninety million dollars with the Rockets. It's the it's the part he plays. And you're just you're you're if you if you do boo him tonight, you're playing into that. And I think that that's worthy. I think that's that's. Fine. Just listen to how the current Grizzlies talk about him and how he still talks about the city. And he, there is no ill will, I think, between the two. I think the players still But still there's, like all, there's going to be a contrived, sure. a, a generated yes. ill will from that's, Dylan That's Brooks. what I'm saying. But that's it's, with anybody he plays. That's, that's what I'm with saying. any franchise he plays against. It is quite literally, I've said it many a time, it is a wrestling bet. Him yep. standing and staring at people. Who gets to stare? Who That's gets the thing. To stare? Will we I get think to stare Des, at who I think gets it, it? It would be Des. Des? It would have to be Des. But then Des, I, I, it would be hard for me to imagine a world where Dylan Brooks stares down one of his former teammates and doesn't laugh in the middle of it. I know that he is he is locked in on game day. What if you I mean, if you game? ask guys that have been around him, he does not talk to anybody when he gets into the stadium. But it would be hard to imagine a situation where he's staring down Desmond Bain and wouldn't have it, find that a little bit funny, get a chuckle out of it. It would be funny if he did it to Jake. <laughs> I just <laughs> somebody who won't. I mean, is Jake going to play tonight? Probably not. I yeah. hope not. I, and that's. I'm sorry to say that. I hope not. I, it's. I think for the Grizzlies to have the most, I guess the highest percentage chance to win, it, it's probably fewer Laravia minutes. Yeah. Now me saying that he's going to drop like 25 tonight. So <laughs> thank, you're welcome. Now we did have a presser last night before the John Morant presser, and. Uh, I think I have to give a little bit of credit where credit is due. Draymond Green gets suspended indefinitely for his uh, smack in the face or, or punch in the face of Yusuf Nurkic. And Steve Kerr responded to it. Um, th- this, is, this is what he had to say. It's relatively long, but this is what he had to say. First time we've talked to you since they suspended Draymond indefinitely. Hey. You guys got a good view back here. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I, uh, I think the uh, suspension makes sense. Um, 
you know, to me, this is uh, about more than basketball. It's um, uh, it's about helping Draymond. I think it's an opportunity for Draymond uh, to step away and um, to make a change um, in in his approach in his life. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do. That's not something you say, okay, we're going to do five games, and then he's going to be fine, right? Um, the league did that in five games after the incident with uh, Rudy. Um, that's not the answer to, to pick a number. The answer is to, to help Draymond, give him the help he needs, give him an opportunity to make a change that will not only help him, help our team, um, but help him for the rest of his life. It's not just about, you know, an outburst on the court. Um, this is about his life. This is about um, someone who I believe in, someone who I have known for a decade, who I love for his loyalty, uh, his uh, commitment, his passion, uh, his love for his, his teammates, his friends, his family. We're trying to help that guy um, because the one who... Uh, you know, grabbed Rudy, choked Rudy, the one who took a, a wild flail at, at uh, Yusuf, uh, the one who punched Jordan last year. Um, that's, that's the guy who has to change, and he knows that. Um, everything before that, over a decade of play, what are we really talking about, right? We're talking about, you know, getting ejected for yelling at the ref or throwing a ball. But you look at the past year and what's happened, it's clear he, he needs the opportunity to change, and that's what an indefinite suspension gives him the opportunity for. And uh, what I like about that is, one, he, he, does, he gives credence to the actual suspension, him being suspended indefinitely. In the past, uh, you've heard from the, the Warriors the complaints about certain suspensions for Draymond Green and if they were deserved or not. And then I think larger than any of uh, any of that is the fact that he he did sort of mention there has been a shift in the way he conducts himself. He has been emboldened uh, later in his career. He's 33 years old. He's been emboldened to do the things he's done in the past year and some change, whether it's Jordan Poole or choking out Ru- Rudy or hitting Yusuf Nurkic or pushing Donovan Mitchell. Like, he, ha- he is acknowledging the fact that – this has gone way too far. And this is sort of, I mean, I, I know it may not sound like much to people, but this is really and truly sort of the first time you've heard people in the Warriors organization admit as much and, 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 and latch on to the idea that Draymond Green needs to change his antics. It, it, it didn't sound all that enthused, didn't sound like, like uh, something that's all that important, but I think it's important for the people within that organization, the players, the coaches, to admit that Draymond Green needs to change his ways. It doesn't sound like much, but it is a lot in the grand scheme of, of what we've seen in Draymond's career. It does kind of remind me of the Tim Robinson hot dog guy costume, though. Like, <laughs> we're looking for the people who did this. Like, who emboldened him? Who allowed him to get away with this for many and that's years? The, that's who, the point I and, will and let. It's where, them. It's, it's, it's you, Steve. It, it's it's you. like, great. It's awesome that you're saying this now. You had a different tune until he got suspended. So part of me is like, are you just saying this because he got suspended? Then yep. you want it to go away? The, part of me feels like that's what it is. I don't know. It's thumbs up for, I guess, acknowledging but it. Also, but also, hey, the, man, way the, too late. <laughs> in, in the past, though, Connor. Okay, maybe way too late. But in the past... That's never been the tone toward Draymond Green and his so. suspensions yeah. and his multiple ejections. It's never been that tone. It's never been – it's always been Draymond is the victim when, it, when the NBA decides to step in and suspend him and eject him and do those types of things. He's always been the victim in the eyes of most of the people in the Warriors organization. That was a different tone. That's all I'm getting at. And it, and it does show me he, he has, I mean, he did say Rudy Gobert got choked out, and he did say Yusuf Nurkic got punched. So he must have seen the replays. He, he so certainly we can, did. We yes. can confirm that Somebody he has seen the replays. Somebody sent him the five-minute clip. Yeah, but I thought that was, that was good on, on Steve Kerr. You could, you could say little too, too little too late, but I don't think that this suspension is too little. No, um, I don't. So we'll see. I, I, I do have, again, and this goes back to 
the entire conversation. I do have a lot of questions about a 33-year-old who has always done things like this, changing his tune and being a different person on the floor. Like, I don't think Draymond is going to not be Draymond going forward. But if we can cut out the pushing, the shoving, the choking out of players, the stomping on players, I think the, the league is a better place because of it. Yes, yes. Let's stop hurting people. Yes, I think that's pretty simple. Now, today also we had Mikey Williams' uh, lawyer, Tro- Troy P. Owens, on these airwaves. Um, Jason and John spoke to him. Um, and I don't really have a whole lot to say, um, but since Mikey Williams has pled down all of his nine felonies to a misdemeanor and he's sort of he's just got uh, to have to do some um, – sort of anger management training, things like that, uh, do a little bit of uh, community service. Um, since that has happened, we've been wondering about if, if he's going to play in a Tiger uniform, uh, whether it's this year or going into the future. And uh, Troy P. Owens, his lawyer, did say to Jason and John that the University of Memphis has formed a committee to evaluate when Williams will be able to play for Memphis. Um, now, there, there is a slight correction to that. I don't think they have a brand-new committee but they're talking behind the scenes in the athletic department about ways forward, trying to vet him, trying to see what they can do to help Mikey and to see if he can be in a Tiger uniform at some point. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. I really don't. I, I don't think that this year would make a whole lot of sense with, with what they have on the roster. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I am, and I go back to where I was the day that it got pled down to a misdemeanor. I am glad to see that this thing likely is not going. And this is about Mikey Williams changing himself and making better decisions going forward with his level of celebrity, similar to what we talked about with John Morant. But I'm glad to see a 19-year-old has not fully derailed his life throughout this process. That, that I think that's ultimately a, a good thing. But does he have to do the right things going forward? Sure. But, but I'm glad that this is not going to affect him, um, you know, going forward, theoretically. Agreed. Yeah, I hope uh... – I think it would be cool if Mikey could be a, maybe a redshirt season and join the team next year. That, I think that makes a ton of sense to me. We've, we've discussed how you know somebody going through this process and at his age could use the structure and especially the role models that I think the Memphis Tigers and that coaching staff can provide and him. And let's be as, honest, it's been very clear that they've stood in this corner. Right. This, is, this is Penny Hardaway clearly cares about the kids. Yeah, he clearly cares about them, and I think that you know Penny's influence we have seen in the past is always a good thing to be around people. You know, Penny, it seems like he has helped out a ton of people in the past, and this is just another one of them. One of the benefits of it, too, is the guy can hoop. The guy mm-hmm. can absolutely hoop. So I, it would be nice to see him on this team next season if uh, they can work that out. Yep, but there is still, I mean, it's pending legal matters. He's got yeah. to do his There's community still some service. Things that He's must got be to done. do his anger management yep. and all that type of thing. But we'll see how it all it all plays out. Now, we're live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios. And Service Master by Cornerstone, they're your hometown helper. They're your hometown responder. They're the largest franchise in a 600-mile radius, but they're also the best. They've been awarded Service Master's Franchise of the Year Award, meaning they're the number one Service Master Restore franchise in the United States of America. And it could be water damage, it could be storm damage, it could be a fire, and there's smoke damage. You could need mold remediation. We're getting into the winter months. I know it's 70 today, but it won't be 70 for the rest of winter. At least I don't think it will. So you could have some frozen pipes, some bursted pipes. If you have that happen, you call Service Master by Cornerstone. No matter the place, no matter the size, they're here to help with the damage. And I mean, no matter the place, no matter the size. It could be a school, residential property, um, it could be an office building, um, it, it, it could be your home. Um, they get a lot of calls for all of those different places. But Tyler, the president and owner of Service Master by Cornerstone, and his team take pride in helping you at moments like this. Their motto is, we don't pray for disaster. We just pray we get called when there is one. So remember the name, locally owned, locally operated, Service Master by Cornerstone, if you have any disasters in your life. And because they respond so well, that's their number. 901-RESPOND, 901-RESPOND, 901-RESPOND. For my friends, it's Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, being that Lee Sterling will join to give you some picks at 5.30, we had to move around the trip around the NFL. So the trip around the NFL is next on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM, ESPN. You know what it means when you hear the primetime music. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Longshot. The Los Angeles Chargers. Honor, it's over. And it needed to be over 63-21 to 
On Thursday night football, we had a scoregami. We had Aiden O'Connell looking like prime Tom Brady. We had Brandon Bolden. We had a Brandon Bolden sighting last night with a touchdown. Shout out to my Ole Miss people. That was truly and really one of the few examples in my lifetime where I saw a team completely and utterly quit on their coach and their coaching staff. And because of that, Brandon Staley is out as the Chargers head coach. And Tom Telesco, who has spent a whole lot of money to have this team be very, very middle of the pack and really bad this year, he's out as the GM. And and honestly, it comes down to bad situational coaching, bad roster construction, not getting the most out of guys. You, you hired a defensive head coach who was number one in defense when he was with the Rams, and he has been awful since he has taken the job. The defense has been miserable, and Justin Herbert gets no help seemingly, even though he's one of the league's best quarterbacks. Now, in 2021, what did we have? We have a lost Week 18 winner go home game against the Raiders with Brandon Staley coaching. 2022 up 31 or up 27 to 20, and in a playoff game, they end up losing 31 to 30 to the Jaguars because of his situational coaching. And then this year, 63-21, team completely gives up on him. Um, It was kind of sad to see Brandon Staley at the presser last night uh, because they were asking some tough questions. Uh, They basically asked, do you you think you'll have this job tomorrow? Do you think you'll be the Chargers head coach? He said, I don't know. And he said, do you think you should be the Chargers head coach tomorrow? And he said, yes. He he said a resounding yes. I know what our team's made of. I know what I am, yada, yada, yada. But it does just bring to the the end a tenure of NFL head football coaching that I never want to see again. The analytics-driven model, um, a guy who clearly had no hold on that locker room, a guy who completely failed his team time and time again with the decisions he made. I'm glad it's over with. And here's the sad part for Chargers fans. Going into next year because of what Tom Telesco did, let's not let's not leave Tom Telesco, their GM, out of this. They're $45 million over the cap going into next year. So they're going to have to move around some salary cap, move around some uh, salaries in general, and figure out what they're going to do going into the future. Do you have the quarterback and Justin Herbert to go make things happen into the future? Yes. But you have to find a way to completely redo this roster, and you have to find a coach better than damn Brandon Staley. But I'm glad it's over with. And last night, I just can't get over how miserable that team was. It was sad to watch. But honestly, I thought it would be a terrible game. And by the way, I told you to take Raiders minus three and a half, easiest money you'll ever make. Um, But going into that game, I thought it was not going to be fun. It ended up kind of being fun because you were chasing history. And that leads me to my second one here. The Las Vegas Raiders. 63 points franchise record. Aiden O'Connell was phenomenal. And know what I love about Antonio Pierce, who's their interim head coach since Josh McDaniels is out? And honestly, the Chargers need to learn. I think they they have learned a little bit from the team they were playing last night. Get somebody in there for the rest of the year who the team can rally around that's not named Brandon Staley. They, they're not rallying around that guy. Um, but the Raiders have rallied around uh, Antonio Pierce, and they've been relatively solid. Um, but Antonio Pierce was not going to let up. Like, I, 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 people were bringing it up. He was up, I think, 69-9 to nine when he coached at Long Beach Poly, the high school in, uh, in California, where he went. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Um, and he kept running up the score. He was not going to stop running up the score. It was 42 to nothing, and he ran a double pass with Jacoby Myers. I mean, it's beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. But that was historic. There was a score Agami, 63 to 21, 63 points is a franchise record for the uh, for the Raiders. 
there were uh, a bunch of scores in that game. None of them were field goals. Uh, so shout out to the Raiders for that. And also shout out to John Martin. I'm sure he had a fun night last night. He's been in Vegas all week. The New York Jets. All right. Aaron Rodgers talk. Aaron Rodgers on the field and uh, moving around really well, quite frankly. Um, we know about his Achilles and the ruptured Achilles and him getting it surgically repaired, and he feels like he did it better than anybody else. But Robert Sala said that Robert or Aaron Rodgers pushed it in practice today and went under center, did some bootlegs, was getting out of the pocket and throwing the ball. He said, he looks normal to me. It's unbelievable. This dude is grinding to try to get himself back. Again, don't come back this year. Come back next year. Run it anew. But Aaron Rodgers looks good. He really does. He certainly does, Gabe. And do you know why I'm thrilled that you brought up this story today? Why? You now owe me some old Dominic. Just a few days ago on this very show. That was a couple weeks ago. No, it was like last week, maybe. (laughs) I can go pull the tape. We shook hands. It may have been this week. It may have been on Monday. We shook hands on air because I said, next time you bring up Aaron Rodgers, you owe me a drink. Because I did. Listen, I did go hard and said I wouldn't bring up. Aaron Rodgers, but it, it's notable. I think it's notable that he's moving around and running finally. But okay, I'll owe you some old Dominic. What kind of bottle you want? What kind of bottle you want? Tell me right now. You want some of the new bourbon? You want some whiskey? I'll get you the bottled and bond. Oh, what's some you, bourbon what's you need? all day. You know you want me. some bourbon? bourbon okay, cast strength, four-year, five-year. We have the bottled and bond or the regular. Four different four different choices at I'll, Old Dominic. I'll let you off easy. I'll just go with a reg. How about just a reg? Okay. All right. And this is not a sponsored segment, by the way. Well, it is, but not, not this <laughs> not, discussion. Not <laughs> but but well, yeah. I have no other choice. Old Dom all day. All day. Well, I will get, I'll get you some bourbon. I think that's fair. I Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. But I should have never made that guarantee. You never should have. It was a dumb bet, and that's why I took it. <laughs> all right. I got you. Kind of like Chargers last night would have been a dumb bet. Yes. Yes. Easton Stick is not a good quarterback. Not good. Yes. Not good. Um, I, I just, with the Chargers, though, I have no idea how they're going to recover, man. I don't know what they're going to do going forward. Find somebody worth a damn. I know there's some conversations about Bill Belichick taking over. And I don't like the thought of Bill Belichick coaching in the NFL right now. We've seen what he's done with the Patriots without Tom Brady. But I think of all the jobs we've heard. It was like the Commanders, um, the Panthers was one, and the Chargers. The Chargers make the most sense for him. At least you have a quarterback that you can latch on to. I saw an absolutely insane tweet last night. That okay. was just a hypothetical. Chargers need to bottom out. What if they traded Justin Herbert for the number one pick? Oh, no, stop it. <laughs> stop. I know exactly who put that tweet out. I've been following it. Benjamin Albright put that out. <laughs> that is, he was trying to be funny. Absolutely and I found insane. It, I found it to be a criminally unfunny tweet. I, come on. What kind, of, what kind of crap is that? But of all the teams that I think that Bill Belichick could have at least a little bit of success with, get that defense right, Justin Herbert. As a quarterback, you don't have to. You just hire an OC and tell they him to go to have cook. A hard conversation about Eckler, I think. Yeah, and I think that I think that's sort of written. You're, you don't extend him. You just don't. He's just not, he's, he's not valuable. Slow. He's not valuable enough as an in between the tackles runner to to get that type of contract that he wants. And also, um, you know that I'm a Justin Herbert proponent. And I know there's a lot of Justin Herbert truthers out there that always... I saw a a tweet or a conversation that Ryan Clark had earlier in the year from the NFL Live set saying that uh, Justin Herbert's an organizational mirage and that uh, he's just never doing exactly what you want him to do. He doesn't come up in clutch enough. Did last night show the people that hate on Justin Herbert what that team is without him? I I think there was a lot of people putting out, hey, I think that uh, Justin Herbert... Earned some votes for MVP. That's exactly what I was about to say. Because I mean, not, and here's the thing: like, it's not like it was the Miami Dolphins they were playing with a high-powered offense, or the Cowboys, whoever, right? A good team. They were playing the Raiders, who have a fired coach and a fired GM. They have interim guys in there. Like, if if you if you don't see the value and how good Justin Herbert is when he's off the field, I don't know if you're ever going to see it because that was just good God. Because you you can imagine a scenario where if Justin Herbert was playing. They'd probably rally around him a little bit and still at least stick in that game, have a chance to win it. But without him, they have no earthly chance. And I did see somebody sort of say, it was after the game, Ryan Fitzpatrick stepped up and he said, Justin Herbert's got to show more leadership. What do you want him to do? 
He's standing on the sideline with Easton Stick playing quarterback, and his his uh, head coach isn't rallying the troops. No one wants to play for him. What do you want him to do in that situation? Maybe that's something he needs to work on. But again, even after that game, I saw people going after Justin Herbert. I just think it's ridiculous. With her, you know, without Herbert, they lost by forty-two. With them, they would have lost by two. So it would have been, <laughs> yes. you know, yes. it would have been much well, our, our, less our, painful. Our, Every Sunday conversation, just drag and drop the Justin Herbert-led Chargers down by three with two minutes to go. (laughs) Just drag and drop. We would save a lot of time. But this holiday season, all your wishes are coming true with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Take a long favorite. That's what you're supposed to do. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That's my promo code, G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K. And kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. It's time to get to Jeff Calkins. He's next right here on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 